This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Oh, and welcome to Off the Break Podcast. <laughs> I'm Cody, with me are Kyle and Eric. Hello. Hello. Eric's like, here we go, and they gave you a thumbs up, but I was looking at Kyle, and I always kind of yeah, saw it like, out of my periphery. Here we go. I gave you the thumbs up, and I did a little like... <laughs> Right when I push the button, I gave you three cues. Yeah, I know. I was not Meanwhile, Cody's just not looking at Eric at all. No, I was <laughs> just like focusing looking at Kyle. elsewhere. I feel like Cody's like, had oh. a very different day for me and Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> very busy, crazy oh. day. Yeah, I not have so much us. I have many jobs. <laughs> a lot of jobs, a lot of projects. Yeah, it's good though. It probably makes the day fly by. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Somehow makes it slower. Be nice. <laughs> I'm very stressed out. <laughs> um, oh. But, you know, it's going good. Remodeling my house. Dragon mud all over the yeah. office. Doing some other stuff on the side. <laughs> oh, my God. The mud pit. I live in the mud. Cutting holes in your walls. Yep. Cut, cut into my addition today. We've connected the main house and the addition. So is that... Is... Is the addition it doesn't have like a like a doorway yet? It's just like next to your house, and you have to cut it after it's already like set up. Yeah. So like you can get rid of that foam and like walk through. Yep. And you're like in the addition. Yep. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a master suite addition that is on to my house. So I just bumped bumped through my living room, and it boop master suite walked right in. Do your boys like want to kick down the foam and like run between the two parts of the house? No, because we had a really big talk about how there's a live wire in there, and <laughs> you just like they, scare them. Yeah, a live so you go wire. in there, you could get electrocuted. Yeah, because it used to be oh the exterior, like it used to be a just a wall. It was yeah. the end of my house, so there's a wire for outlets near the bottom. You know, like oh, about three oh, feet yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. for outlets for that wall, and mm-hmm. so. We just cut around that, but we have to have an electrician come and re- reroute it. We can't cut it and do anything because we don't have enough wire, so the whole line has to be rewired. No. Well, I guess just to the plug from the ne- last plug, mm-hmm. but I have no idea where it goes after <laughs> the doorway. So. so you just scared them too I, bad. Oh, yeah. I was like, we do not touch that. You will <laughs> die. Like, stay away. Do you want to die, boys? There was a lot of <laughs> Do you uh-huh, want to die? Do you? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think so. <laughs> I Stay out of the room. It's an exposed live wire. I mean, it's not like, it's like wrapped. I can touch it, but I don't want them they anywhere don't near it. That. They don't need to know that. No. <laughs> I don't want them anywhere near it. Damn. Not until Monday when the electrician comes to clean that up. And then they'll be like, look out. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, no, don't go in there. There's the Don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as long as I think I have the TV good, then they're fine. Because that's keeps the, them distracted. That's the line that the TV's on. So once that oh, okay. gets cut, then the TV's gone. Then they'll be way more interested in the addition. No, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, good plan. Good plan. Yeah. Cool. Well, we don't have too many things to discuss no. today, but we figured pretty slow month. We kind of talk about the Guild Awards since those are, I guess, kind of seen as the most um, predictive of the eventual like Oscar mm-hmm. results, which I guess makes sense because a lot of the guild members are Academy members. Yeah. So unlike the, the Golden Globes. So I guess, I don't know, which one should we start with? So uh, let's start with the actors. You want to start with yeah. the SAG Awards? Yeah. That's a little bit more fun. 
Yeah, producers aren't really the flashiest thing to, <laughs> no. to the common people. If you don't know what they do, it's probably not the flashiest of things. That's like the biggest question in film school. Yeah. It's like, what the heck do producers even do? And your teacher says, so then yes. I, I, you know, I, I took my production <laughs> management class. It's like all those producers know that nobody knows what they do. Yeah. So they're very like, like, like proud of what they do. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, we do so much and you will never understand. <laughs> we are the uns- unsung heroes. I feel like there's varying degrees of producers. There's yeah. really probably like go get them, like in the trenches types. And yeah. then there's like, I put my name on it so I can get a check. Here's some money. Yeah. Do what you want. Like, so there, that, I think that's why it's hard because everybody knows what a director does because the director's job is pretty similar across all types. Yeah. But the producers... Or some degrees in there. Yeah, the simple answer that producers hate is they put up the money. Yeah. but They, they hate hearing. <laughs> some producers do more than that. They arrange a lot of things. They yeah, a lot of them deals. Do, they some definitely just, of, yeah. Some definitely just kind of, <laughs> oh, here's a blank check. Yeah. Put, give me credit. Yeah. Yep. But, so yeah, I'll start with the SAGs, I guess. Yeah, um, all of them are pretty much like saying who the winners are when it comes to acting. So Renee Zellweger won for best lead actress. Joaquin Phoenix won for what did male Renee actor. Zellweger, male what was she actor. in? Uh, for Judy. For Judy. Renee Which Zellweger for Judy. <gasps> I did finally it. see it. Oh, and it was talk good. About that. It was very good. And I can see why people love her performance so much. She take a lot of pills. A lot of pills. Did yeah. she abandon her children? Not abandon. She was trying to do the right thing. But to them, it looked like abandonment. Yeah. But she was just trying her best. It's a cruel fact of life. Perspectives. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Supporting actors. Uh, supporting actors. We have Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Laura Dern for Marriage Story. And I think after seeing these winners, these are clear cut. Yeah, there's yeah. zero surprises here. Yeah. No. Like... I mean, we've kind of known this for several weeks now, right. but now that it's Guild I official. Think, I think part of us was kind of wondering if Adam Driver maybe... Early on, yeah, he was... Right, wasn't going to kind of like... Like the, the betting favorite. Yeah. He's still my betting stuff works, favorite. But <laughs> yeah, but now it's 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 going to Joaquin. I guess I never realized that he'd never won before. So Nominated Yeah, a bunch of times. Oh no, so is this his year? This is his year. It might be. Like you gotta give it to him. Like Adam Driver's <laughs> gonna have a long career, so Adam Driver's already had a hell of a career. He'll yeah. he'll get one soon enough. Is he gonna be like Leonardo DiCaprio, where he when he eventually gets one, it's for a role that he probably didn't need it for? I don't know. Oh, I it's just, it's possible. Yeah, I'm sure when he gets it. Like, is this Joaquin Phoenix's best performance? It's probably one of them. It's not my favorite, but it's <laughs> yeah. his year, so he's gonna get it. Is Joker yeah. available on DVD? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I think you can stream it, it now, too. I just rented it from the, the Xbox store and watched it. That's maybe That's what I'm going to do tonight. It. I was like, I like this better when I'm not in a theater full of people who think it's a perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> or people that are too scared to be going to the theater to see it. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was quite a few crowds <laughs> in these theaters at that time. Yeah, I don't uh, have to worry about getting shot up in my living room, hopefully. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, Producers Guild. Do we want to talk about that Producer, one? Too? I mean, yeah. there's the the documentary one was Apollo Eleven, which is cool. I actually really want to see that, but I guess you could call it a surprise. Was 1917 winning because I guess that means that it's the front runner for Best Picture. I'm not uh-huh. surprised. I thought it was. I'm pretty sure I've been saying that it's in my yeah. Top no, you choices. have. You have. Yeah, and I've I've been coming around on it more so, but I just. 
it's weird. Those like the big three, the parasite once upon a time in Hollywood and Irishman mm-hmm. trifecta. Yeah. Um, maybe I just have stopped paying as close attention to the awards um, as I was when it first started, but I feel like 1917 has been what everyone's talking about. And those, especially with box office success. I think people are still talking about parasite. I think parasite people really want to reward it. Like, yeah, it's kind of like the underdog of the front runners. Was it SAG? It got the, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It it did win the best ensemble, which is like the top prize. So Mm -hmm. I stand corrected, which was really like cool to see. I thought, yeah, I think that I, I think when it comes down to Oscar voters, I wonder if it's going to be like if they're going to be torn between best picture and best foreign language, you know? Yeah, because they're going to be like, we can't give it both. And I'm right. like, yeah, you could. <laughs> you could, because that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> but so I wonder if that'll split I think so. votes, you know? I can see that I've, happening. I, I would not be surprised at all, but I don't know. I do think there's a chance that it could be. A best pi- the the best picture. I think that's neck and neck between those two. Yeah, I would totally give it to Parasite, but I love them both. Parasite mm-hmm. just has it's there's so many unique things going for it. It's so cool to see a foreign film as unique as it is getting like the universal praise, both right. critically and from audiences. Yeah, that it is. It's such a. It's just such an. It's so irresistible. You know, it's hard to not really like that movie. Mm-hmm. And they just brought it back to our theater here, or to our theater here for the first time, so I don't have to go see it again. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, well, maybe. Maybe I'll go <laughs> see it again. I just loved my experience of it not at our theater, because yeah. I hate our theater so much. So I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with how I saw it the first time. Presentation maybe isn't the best, but I've already seen it. Yeah. So if the presentation isn't as good as it was the first time, that's fine. The movie, the movie's still, yeah. still good. It definitely won't make the movie even worse. I'm just hating on our theater. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it's we finally kind of have the the candidates like locked in. So this is mm-hmm. probably how it's going to go with the Oscars. Yeah, actors like ninety nine point nine percent. Best picture, I think it. I think what you yeah. said, it's pretty safe to say it's fifty fifty between Parasite and nineteen seventeen. But maybe they'll pull a fast one and give it to Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. I, s- <laughs> I still think that's a small possibility. I did not plan on that pun right there. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a well-done pun. I'm yeah. trying to think of the least memorable Best Picture nominee, in my opinion. And that would be Ford vs. Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Of this year? That was yeah. really good. It's it was still a good movie. Really good movie. Right. Yeah. But, you know. I, I like s- when I've seen all the Best Picture nominees, and then I can take a step back and be like, okay. Which of these, these are apparently the best that the year has to offer. Which of these is the worst of the best? Worst, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. All solid movies. Hmm. Yeah. It was actually a good list this year, I thought. Yeah. I Irishman, Marriage Story. Then maybe <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> uh, what's next on our docket then? Yeah. Well, we've got two things that kind of, well, one was triggered by something that Cody was talking about. Right. Um. I don't know. Let's just get the Star Wars thing out of the way. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Well, so, so what Star Wars thing is this? So, I mean, it started, I know this is like a streaming thing, but it started because that whole Obi-Wan series is apparently put on hold because Kathleen Kennedy didn't like the scripts. Depending on who you ask, that's either true or it's not. But that kind of got us talking about just, because Cody was talking about how she wants to watch Rise of Skywalker again, but who knows how long it'll be before it's available for home media. 
And then we just kind of started talking about that Colin Trevorrow uh, and um, Derek Connolly draft. Yeah. They were originally the screenwriters for it. And that somehow has gotten leaked. And yeah. it's so much better. <laughs> it really is. Like, I, I watched, I forget the guy's name. I had never heard of him before, but the video that you also watched. Oh, uh, the guy who. I he guess he obtained a copy he's and he called... read it over and he kind of broke it down on his podcast. Yeah. And he's talking about the details. And I never thought that I would be admitting that I really wish Colin Trevorrow directed <laughs> like episode nine. But it just blows my mind because like even on paper, it it just seems better in almost every way. Just like ma- much better storytelling decisions. The ideas make more uh, much more sense. They're not they don't spend three quarters of the movie trying to undo the last movie and then yeah. tack on. Because he went with the last movie and then kind of tried yeah. to tidy it up. Yeah. The only thing I can think that would make any sort of sense is if um, is how integral Leia was to his draft. Because he didn't yeah. go into super, super detail. But if Leia was like a big core part of it. Because she died six days after he finished his yeah. draft, I think. Um, mm. And she so if was he just supposed couldn't, to did not know technically that. be the last Jedi. Something, yeah. I don't know. Before but, that. So she was going to be pretty integral. Yeah, episode nine was always supposed to be like her big movie. Luke's big movie was eight. Han's big movie was seven. But uh, So maybe if he just couldn't figure out how to write around that, like maybe that's why. But I kind of I don't think it's that I really think that they came back to him and said, you got to figure out um, Ray needs parentage that people care about. (laughs) That people have spoken. Yeah. And you've got to do some other fixes for the other one. And he probably was like, no, it's fine. It's just fine the way it is. I don't probably he probably was like buddy buddies with ryan johnson you know he's he's a quote-unquote auteur he's had a a few misses but he's also like i still have not seen safety not guaranteed but a lot of people like that movie a lot yeah his Jurassic world the first one was pretty good too maybe like that was the thing like he just knew recognized that ryan johnson had a good story and that no matter what the trolls were saying that it was a good platform well he's probably smart enough to be like hey this is Star Wars. You're not going to please yeah. everybody, but we got to stick with the course that we've already set up. Yeah. Otherwise, it's weird and disjointed. You can't pull a JJ and just flip flop back. Yeah, I think all the executives kind of caved to and the they're pressure. like, we don't know what that means. And he's like, you will. I mean, that was, I feel like I'm, yeah. me and Kyle, and probably you to a lesser extent, initial criticisms of Rise of Skywalker was it felt like they kind of caved to super cave that stuff. That they oh, created yeah. a story just to for the pressure of that, not because that's what but the actual even, story should have been. Even if that was the case, just looking at a bullet list breakdown of this script, yeah. it's just, I feel like it's just objectively better yeah. in like every way. No, I told you, I I liked how he leaned more in on Kylo Ren being evil. And yeah. I would have been fine with that. As much as I liked the redeeming of Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and, and that was probably the only thing I really liked about Rise of Skywalker, um, and their, like, dyad powers, yeah. whatever, I liked that aspect. But if I didn't have that, and he just went full evil, that mm-hmm. would have been great, too. And well, he, yeah, I mean, there... The coincident or ironically, the scene that we all kind of agreed was one of the best scenes in the uh-huh. movie where he talks to Han. Yeah. You know, that was 
from the Colin Trevorrow draft. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. That, yeah, that, that, I just that, realized. that scene's in that one. I just learned uh-uh. that today. <laughs> so it's uh-uh. like, oh, yeah. huh, I wonder why that's why I like that scene more, yeah. more than most of the other parts so of the movie. So at the end of that scene, does he like reject his father again or... I don't, I, it's probably it's probably altered at the end yeah but yeah some of the big core changes is you know rose isn't written out of the movie in she's the first like two minutes there. she's literally like the first human character you see yeah in the in this draft um oh, i would have liked that cause... there's not this like forced road trip fetch quest thing between ray finn and poe and as much as i there like kind of was still well they're all it's not just those three it's them and rose and c3po and art it's it's a bigger group of people yeah but that are kind of split up into teams each with a part to play instead Ooh. of just an endless series of MacGuffin. yeah like let's go here find a thing let's go here find a thing mm-hmm. you know i do like relics and i like how relics can well, play relics a part in this, one. in this story. It just wasn't done very well in this no. one. Well, another thing that I didn't even realize when I watched Rise of Skywalker, but at the end of Last Jedi, um, th- there's a very deliberate shot that shows Rey saved the, 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 the sacred Jedi text. Yeah. yeah. And you never, they're not even brought up. Yeah, in, they are. She's looking nine. through them again. Yeah. Oh, I guess when she's training. At the beginning, yeah. she's like, yeah. wait, I have heard of this. She's in like, the but it's like, texts. no, it wasn't in the sacred text. It was in Luke's diary. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it was in Luke's journal. No, in this draft, they actually, you know, they have a purpose. It's not just some generic, oh, look at her reading because right. she's training. Yeah. They, you know, that leads to to a beacon down in Coruscant, which is yeah. cool. It would be awesome to go back to Coruscant, you know? even It's like from the prequel thing, um, but Rise of Skywalker was trying to bring back some of the prequel stuff. Yeah. So it would have made sense to go back there. I don't know. I can't remember everything. I think but... um, uh, Kylo Ren fights a Darth Vader, so he must have a scene similar to the Han Solo where he um, interacts with his grandfather. Yeah, it's like when Luke fought... Yeah. Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, basically oh. just a vision. Darth supposedly beats Kylo. Well, like, my favorite part about it is that that had been awesome throughout the course. Yeah. Of the, my, <laughs> it would have been amazing. Probably my favorite oh my part God. is that throughout the course of the movie, um, Luke comes back as a Force ghost to both Rey and Kylo because he, you know, yeah. he's, he he was very much um, connected to both oh of my them. Gosh. Don't tell me. So anymore. he's this like trying. He's like trying to better. coach and reassure Rey because <laughs> she has she's crippled with self doubt. Yeah, you know. They also don't try and make her anybody special. She's just Ray, which right. is how it should have been. Yeah, he's trying to tr- he's trying to you know reassure Ray that you know she she she's enough. Yeah, she, you you are enough. And then he's also trying to help Kylo see the light and redeem him. Yeah, so he's kind of like straddling the both of trying to help oh both of them in his God. own way. And it's like, that oh, why been... wasn't that in the movie? Instead, we have this little <sighs> silly line where Force Ghost Luke is like, "Don't throw this lightsaber." Yeah, <laughs> because I did. Huh? Remember? I don't know. It, there's there's tons of details that he goes over. Yeah, but it's all over the internet. The you point, can find it at this point. Point being, it's it's like better in every single way. And yeah, I don't. It sounds pretty. Outside good. of Carrie Fisher dying and that totally ruining it, I do not see what other explanation would make sense. Other than they were like, they caved. Yeah, but what? The- but then they look at at jj's script and like yeah this is the one this is this the is the one, one. I have checkbox we gave ray a backstory probably, prob- yeah checkbox they're probably we gave skimming them. skimming the script and like oh yep there's where he reversed the right. ray thing oh here's where he reversed the right. get rid of rose yeah this is checking all the right boxes i think it's a mixture of the last jedi backlash and when colin trevorrow directed that brook of henry movie because that yeah. thing like bombed and everyone like 
said that it was so bad and they hated watching it, it even though bad. it was like limited release and it's no really one bad. went to see it. I'm sure it is. Yeah, bad, like nobody really but saw like, it. And they were afraid there'd be backlash from him, but it's like who no one would remember that in two years. Like yeah. it, so no. I think let's, it was mostly let's be honest, most Star Wars fans are not gonna be like They're not gonna be like, I have to check out Book of Henry. <laughs> because of this guy is directing it. Yeah. So I think it was a mixture of them overthinking the book of henry stuff along with last jedi backlash so, like not matching with trying so to course correct. that brings us back is this a kathleen kennedy call like gameplay know. call or is this a bob Iger disney call i don't know because feels... i don't blame it on bob for this whole saga I blame it more on kathleen. there've been a lot of totally unjustified hatred towards kathleen kennedy yeah and you know she's a hell of a producer she is yeah. speaking yeah. of producers she is one of like the best ones mm-hmm. her track record people love working with her a or they used to, I guess. There's a reason why she was hired for this job. But we were talking about how Star Wars, you know, and we've mentioned this a lot of times before, right. Star Wars is just its own thing. Nobody knows why it works, why it's so big, what makes, how to, you know, come back to it. But she she probably just approached it the way she, any uh, established produ- producer would, but she was just not expecting it to be totally playing by its own rules. And Yeah. I also I think, though, that... I don't know if it's her or if it's pre- I, if it's a Disney. I like to think it's more of probably Disney above her, where they come in and they say this is too creative or too silly or you know they've made some decisions along the way to get involved. Oh, yeah. And whenever studio executives get super involved, it's never really good. And I think we saw that with Solo. Yeah. I think we definitely saw that with Rise of Skywalker because <laughs> that yeah. if you had all the things in Colin's script and then they were like, let's go with JJ's. That well, that's is the a, thing that that confuses me even more. And yeah. the guy who's breaking down the script, he he talks about how for many many years he was you know he was a script supervisor. He has a lot yeah. of experience reading scripts. He knows what a bad script looked like. He knows what a good one looks like. And he the the main point he keeps coming back to is that it just it feels so much like a, like Star Wars. You know, it has that yeah. feel. The pacing is there. The character interplay and the re- interactions. Everything about it just feels like a perfect classic Star Wars story. So it's it's none of it sounded too radical or right. like you know like Last Jedi. Or if there except was except for maybe not redeeming Kylo Ren. Right. There was something in that. If there was something in that script that people would have mocked, like yeah, like <laughs> in the Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> where they're like let's let's uh the space ponies scene. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there were no space ponies. Uh, he did not mention anything about space yeah. ponies. I hope there was space ponies. <laughs> so I'm sure that there was nothing like that in that no. script. And the, then it the had- closest, the, the thing that Rise of Skywalker kind of did, but then made it infinitely worse, was there was a sequence in that draft where Finn came across like a small group of former right. stormtroopers that he knew. And they've been disillusioned just like he had been. So there's kind of like this small stormtrooper uprising rebellion thing. Yeah. Which is so cool. Like literally the rebellion, but with stormtroopers. That's yeah. what Star Wars has always it's been pretty about. pretty interesting for sure. It's like, but instead they just give us that one horse pony or space pony girl who's right. like, I used to be a stormtrooper. And he's like, oh, me too. Oh my God. I'm totally <laughs> not gay for Poe. Yeah. Like, and I've totally so forgotten much, about Rose. It's just so much worse than what was in this one. I, I'm kind of angry that I that I learned how know. much was in that because yeah. it's just like what could have been the could have. I have a suspicion that JJ and um, Chris Terrio, who wrote it, the script with him, knew like it wasn't the strongest script, but because Disney Disney wanted to make their Christmas deadline, that they I, were like deadline has to right. be a huge part yeah. of it. Yeah, 
But if Deadline was that big a part, they should have just gone with Colin's script. There was other yeah. things. Yeah, but it doesn't align I with taken trying to script. please the fans. I would, I would, I would rather they go with Colin's script, even if it meant like a really awkward CGI Leia. Yeah, like how she looked at the end of Rogue One. Uh, that yeah. would be bad. Or just like, I don't know, use a different person and say, right. I don't know. Or I don't know. Like maybe you just start at the beginning with her funeral. Like it's not right. the cleanest way to do it, but yeah. At that least, would be still cleaner it would, than it would definitely all of Rise start of the movie off on a and then you could have cut quickly to Kylo Ren feeling her death like boom. sure boom and you you would have gotten into it right away and that probably would have made him teeter even more towards the dark side I don't know yeah. it's just bit it just blows me away I that is like a failure at of the most extreme degree by the people who are supposed to be like, the best in the industry <laughs> yeah. from the biggest company in the industry like oh. money was no object on this movie just. Just wait for they got their money. Release the Trevorrow <laughs> yeah. cut. It's like, well, that's gonna be trending. I know it. Yeah, well, but there's not a Trevorrow. Cut I know, but they, they don't know the that. Scenes. That's just a thing. These cool. are the same people that do the Trevorrow rewrite. Book of Henry. <laughs> <laughs> go, Wait, go, go shoot the Trevorrow one. There'll and be a petition just like there was with Game of Thrones, and it'll be like, yeah. this is a petition to remake Episode Nine using Colin Trevorrow's <laughs> original yeah. script. That it's probably already a thing. Oh, Haven't yeah. seen it yet, but just you wait. <laughs> I, I dived into that rabbit hole and I emerged just so sad. So sad. Well, I guess where we were taking the conversation earlier was the idea that like our expectations were so high and by our expectations that, that this film is not performing as well. It's still a billion dollar film. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still outperforming all the, like a ton of the other films that came out this last year, but mm-hmm. for some reason we just put so much more emphasis on it, and it is going to be the lowest performing film of the three. Which isn't usually how trilogies go. No, the the end one usually does pretty. Like the first one's the always first, good. Yep, the second, second one's one a little dips. lower, and then the third one is more than the second one. Yeah, but that's it's not. This is like a downward staircase instead. Yeah, and and I just wonder moving forward coupled with the obi-wan thing for disney plus getting delayed is do they just not understand what star wars is or what the vision is or <laughs> they just see it as the biggest franchise or the biggest company in the, the world biggest it's a match made in heaven yeah we can make so many toys Ugh. which that is correct baby yoda toys oh build a bear i'm gonna find a build a bear and i'm building a baby yoda <laughs> good call but yeah so we were just trying to figure out how it gets that off track yeah but originally this is shifting away from star wars thankfully right. it was uh, because i wanted to see it i yeah. don't want to go to the theater to see it i just want to kind of like rewatch it again but i'm curious to see how it'll play it's at, only been 30 it's setting. only been out roughly 30 days that's crazy yeah just a it's month been a long three what? days and, yeah it's felt longer oh my god right it's what? only been out a month and that's the part that i was kind of coming to terms with is I'm always a huge proponent of windowing, giving the small theaters time, Mm -hmm. letting movies play in the theaters for long enough and not rushing to home video. But man, as a consumer, (laughs) I want my movies now. now. (laughs) And I'm just really torn about the, what is the balance between giving, having in theaters long enough and giving Mm -hmm. everybody an opportunity to play it in theaters but also getting into the consumer that doesn't want to have to go back to the theater for a second and third viewing. Oh God, no. Cause at this point, like I don't, I don't think I'm interested in second and third shows at the theaters 
as much anymore. Like it's just not. I'd rather just not see it than have to go do it again. Yeah, I mean, it's the most diehard of theater goers that want to do that, and I even remember, still, that's not very many. But times. I remember being younger and loving that, going back and seeing it, and yeah. I just don't have me, that same enthusiasm. Like with Star Wars, I was before I saw this thing. Yeah, I mean to go back to Star Wars for a little bit. I was, you know, <laughs> I was expecting to see it as because I saw seven and eight, like probably seven and eight times in theaters each, mm-hmm. and this one. I saw it once, and if I hadn't already promised that I would go see it with my other friend who couldn't make it yeah. the first time, I wouldn't have gone seen it. It was again. so disappointing. It was like, Ugh. and then I'm surrounded by people who haven't seen it yet, and they're all super excited. I'm like, you don't know what you're about to <laughs> just see. It was just to be sad. <laughs> it was just too much. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's why you know I'll watch it again at home on a small little screen with tinny teep right. built-in speakers. Maybe it'll be better that way. <laughs> but. Yeah. When you can fast forward through the parts. Other than Star Wars, I can't think I can't remember a movie that I actively wanted to go see over and over again that wasn't because I was seeing it with another person. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I've been kind of really thinking about this as we move forward. I think my biggest like issue with the shortening the window was that studios weren't allowing the little guys to get to the films. And yeah. I think that if to they disperse, I guess. Yeah, I think if they just you know, gave, say, um, on the break theaters two weeks, and then mm-hmm. no matter what, everybody else got it later. Like, at the two-week mark, no matter who you were, competitive zone, teeny tiny little rural town, single screen, you can't, got to come in no matter what at two at that two-week mark. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be fine two with that. Two weeks after it's released? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Then it opens it up to everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think the issue that I'm having now is that is that the, like there's some subrun theaters and some really little guys that that only qualify when a film goes say on the su- their subrun dates and that's what they're when they take the movies at, at the widest point mm-hmm. and f- Disney is so notorious for not allowing people to come in on films in the intermediate subrun range till after the DVD day and I already yeah. don't and the DVD day is already too layout consumers yeah, like already want it three sooner. four five months after and so i just think if, if anybody no matter what ticket price you had got to come in at a certain point and then say subruns came in four weeks later no matter what yeah it's just this active barring of theaters from the market and from the film in the market that mm. really bothers me and i would be fine with l- lowering the window if more people had more theaters had a shot at it yeah no it's definitely a tricky balancing act because like i wasn't i didn't think too deeply about all of the business aspects of it to me it was just like just on the surface to a to a consumer in my head i thought the whole thing was you know the movie plays in the theater but then you know there's that limbo period where it's not in my theater anymore right because i don't think about the fact that it takes a lot longer for it to disperse to other smaller theaters so I thought that that gap was just supposed to like give you time to be like, oh man, I really want to rewatch this. Like, and then it kind of builds up anticipation. Then it comes yeah. out against like, oh, I get, I can see it again. But I feel like that's kind of just outdated now. You know, everybody's oh, yeah. so used to being able to watch whenever they want, whatever they want, whenever they want. Mm-hmm. That I feel like instead of um, building up anticipation to rewatch it, they just kind of forget about it and move on to something right. else. Yeah, plus well, people's lives are busier. I mean, we've talked about that many times. Like, it's just easier to be at home yeah, watching like, stuff I'd, immediately I'd, whenever. Yeah. Than it's like I, I would watch this out. if I could watch it 
right now, but right. they're yeah. gonna not let me watch it for five months. I don't well, care. I'm gonna yeah. find something else. And I and you know it's not just one studio that does this. It's, it's multiple studios. Like right now, I can't um, book Knives Out for subrun theaters because oh, really? there's no subrun hmm. date yet for it. In fact, they only Still? just started taking dates that were like one week you oh, know geez. bookings and they still want clean schedules meaning you can't lose a show to another movie mm-hmm. and so and that movie came out at thanksgiving yeah i mean there's no it got one award nomination one or two yeah it's got a screenwriting thing yeah there's no reason plausible reason in my mind other than it's you know still doing well that but the i think the dvd date is oh they don't have one yet but i mean it's here soon i'm sure yeah, it's here soon. Why can't any little guy come in? And, you know, and you look at the other films like um, Ford versus Ferrari that came mm-hmm. out before that. I still can't play that in some locations because it got a Best Picture nomination. They're yep. not allowing subrun theaters to play it. They don't yep. have a subrun date for it. I'm like, that's that's, that's not fair. That's yeah. like a naive question, but why would they not want it to play in more theaters? Because they wanted to let first runs bring it back for exclusive runs. At the bigger at markets. the bigger multiplexes and in the market. So that it was still in theaters. It's a, a Is whole thing. Is it not thing. considered in theaters if it's in a subrun theater? Well, you just don't get the full ticket price. You know, subrun theaters oh, are like 2 and $3 okay. tickets. That, that so makes sense. They want it in the so they just want as much money as possible. Yeah, and they want, you know, bigger, bigger theaters. And they want to give first runs some exclusivity so to encourage them to bring it back i guess that kind of makes sense it makes business sense kind but of, they get why why the would studio. they not want it to play in that and also in subrun theaters because some people would go see it subrun instead of the main one yeah and and usually the subrun theaters now you're getting into like pricing and stuff so there's like terms for when they pl- when they open it on the mm-hmm. break and then there's usually subrun terms which are less and they don't always want to go down to those subrun terms so that's just like a so. blanket thing so say you have a small town that only has like a small mom pop subrun thing yeah are well, they not allowed to play it because they're a subrun theater well, if there's no other alternative it's not a blanket because those situations are still considered first run if it's like the only theater in town <laughs> okay yeah so what i'm thinking is like in bigger cities where you have your like amc or regal 20 plex and yeah. then you've got maybe like a five plex down the street that plays that's like a three dollar house that mm-hmm. plays intermediate p- plays them hopefully before you those. get them <laughs> yeah they're not allowing those guys to come in that's on so it dumb. because there's still first runs in the market playing it and they have exclusive like they're giving an exclusive window to it i think that's where things need to change yeah, i think lame. if if you can let theaters come in at a more reasonable time, then I think theaters will be like more open to having the windowing come down. At least independent should be. Because I think that the biggest frustration is they just can't get in when they want to. Yeah, They can't get in right away like everyone else can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I get not opening everybody on the break because you have print counts and you you're trying to get per screen averages and yeah. there's some behind the scenes stuff, but I don't feel like it's fair to keep that control over the whole run of the film. Yeah, I think crazy. you should have a window of control and then everybody should come in. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you can have your first dibs Yep. and then it'll do its business, but then we got to let everybody see it. Cause let's be honest. I, we, we should look into this more, but 
barring only a couple films a year, there's not many movies. Like even now, Star Wars isn't making that much money a weekend that you couldn't allow a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like that would be perfect for those sub run theaters to yeah. start. They haven't even got like to Star play Wars. Frozen yet. <laughs> yeah, I think I I had heard a phone call from you where you were talking about movies like Good Liar finally yeah, that's the a, show. That's what I was thinking like, too. I'm like, who in the first place is yeah. watching that? Movie? I was like, why are we still so, talking about that? That, that was in October, like half a year yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, that makes a, more sense. That's scary. Because that's scary like, to me. So they're just yeah. like forced to be totally like, uh, like out of the loop. Yeah. It's like, hey, have you seen this hot new movie? You're like, what do you mean? Um, there's a Frozen two. <laughs> like what the, I don't know what an example would be. Yeah, Frozen two. Did you know that they made a second Frozen? It's like, yeah, that movie came out last year. My son already asked when there's a third Frozen. <laughs> He's like, when do we see, get to see Frozen three? I'm like, honey, they're not gonna make a Frozen three for a long, long, long time. <laughs> Frozen one was six years ago. Yeah. Until they need to. Until they need to. <laughs> Until they need to. No, it, it's such a hard way to figure out like how to make meet halfway for it, but it definitely mm-hmm. is something that needs to be and, more And I'm so torn of. as a consumer. Like yeah. I'm definitely a theatrical advocate. Fuck you, Netflix. <laughs> but <laughs> as a consumer, I'm like, uh, I really want to see Knives Out. And I don't, You're like, I would like to the see theater. Knives Out on Netflix. Yeah, I'd like to see it <laughs> soon while I can still be TV, part yeah. of the conversation about it yeah yeah by the time oh, you see so it, it's gonna it be out of the screen. public consciousness yeah. and it'll be like because half the fun is like seeing a movie that is really big at the moment and being able to like talk about it with i know other i never got to fully it. enjoy chris evans sweater when that was trending on twitter because that's one of those examples where it feels right for that to keep going on a theatrical run for as long as it does yeah they did make a good point they were in the top 10 for yeah a long time i get that yeah they would have still been in Again, the top Again, it's that 10, weird middle ground that's hard adding to Adding more out. locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How is it? I don't know. Even if you're getting less money per ticket, it's like better than no money per ticket from those places, right? Yeah. I would think. <laughs> could have The Good Liar <laughs> as your only movie. <laughs> Smash it. It could be a lot worse. Of the, of the season. No. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's, It's just... We can throw this thing on the on the giant pile of what theaters are going to have to start doing to adapt to the streaming landscape. Well, and and do they have a case to go to studios and say, "Hey, like, how do you make the case that you should be able to come in?" I feel sooner? like their case is just, or the right now the company's case or the studio's case, like this is how it's always been. Yeah. Okay. Studios also that doesn't need mean to, it has to stay that way. Studios also need to start realizing, like. Um, I'm trying to figure out the right way to word this. They need to figure out like people don't always want to go to the theater, so there's no reason to keep some movies out in theaters for as long as they do. Well, that's um. So they maybe for some of them they should right. try and get well, it from theater to part of that is BOD though, right away. The negotiation something. with the theater chains. Yeah, the theater chains are the ones that are pushing the windowing and being very staunch. That's why Netflix mm-hmm. Irishman didn't get to play in anything but independence out there because yeah yeah the new york's the, the LA's. windowing because yeah. netflix wouldn't negotiate a proper even like a smaller window in the big change they're just holding so quick to that and mm-hmm. they've got all the negotiating power Yeesh. so it's like this independence versus big chains and the big chains aren't negotiating on behalf of independence they don't care yeah they have no reason to they have the power yeah for sure yeah, it's all it's messy. Again, like Eric said, it's part of that pile that we're gonna throw on 
for theaters yeah. to have to be more aware of that. I just came out because I was like, oh, I really want to watch like Rise of Skywalker, but it's only been out 30 days. <laughs> but that's, it feels like again, it's that's still coming gone. In my mind. What a way to start off. I didn't even, yeah. that that was like the first major thing to me because I was still just like thinking about that movie and that's how I started this new decade. It was just right. the, the, the leftover burn from that movie. Hey, you had underwater. <laughs> underwater was the underwater. <laughs> that was a nice palate cleanser. Yeah, the the underwater uh, put out the put out the burn. It soothed it. You know what's crazy? Is beautiful day in the neighborhood also doesn't go out to VOD till February. Yeah, it had its sub run though, didn't it? No, it's not sub run. Jeez. Yet. <laughs> oh, no. Tom Hanks has an Oscar nomination. Yeah, oh, that, so they didn't let it go sub run because he had the nomination. That's um, like the Ford. perfect movie for a mom and pop. Right. Jeez. All right. Ford versus Ferrari, I think, might go VOD next week. But another perfect but, sub run movie. But and you can't play it, so it'll be available to stream before it ever gets available to for the intermediate houses. See, that's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. really fair. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's then, like, okay, now you're allowed to play <laughs> this. Funny, Aren't you happy? It's like the funny one is everybody's already streamed it. Charlie's Angels. It doesn't go on DVD till March 10th. <laughs> I know. I put now, that wait in. <laughs> yeah, I, when I entered No that, theater, not even the mom and pop theaters no, are playing that. No, Why it's, bother uh, waiting? Just yeah. throw it out there. It doesn't there. have any Oscar nominations, does it? Doesn't for have a best song yeah. or something. Best. That one, that one <laughs> no. did play in subrun. I should clarify that one. It has, did, had okay. A subrun but even still, no one's gonna want to play I it. Know, I'm just, it, I could see the point. It's of a the fine studios. movie, but it's <laughs> that it's, gets into did, the it whole clearly like, did not perform well for quality issue. How do you like? Do you give short windows to lesser quality? Like, do they have to open at a certain threshold or maintain a certain? How you know? How do you decide what? Because Charlie's Angels obviously could go to DVD right now, and no one would bat an eye at that. Oh, for sure. Um, Believe yeah. me, as someone who's seen it, for sure. Frozen's supposed to go on DVD in in February, mm-hmm. end of February, but the VOD is like February 11th. Yeah, Valentine's so. Day. I'm so surprised they're releasing that that quickly. I, they want to get it on streaming for Valentine's Day. Oh, I oh, guess yeah, that's I'm sure, a good it'll, point. It'll, I'm sure it'll go to Disney Plus here soon too. You know yeah. another one I wanted to see that's only been out like 30 days is Jumanji. Yeah, I still haven't. I still haven't seen that. No, and I I'm not going to. It's not. I don't even know if it's at our theater. I, I doubt it. I, I think checked. it is actually. It probably still is, but I think so. I'm not gonna see that in the theater. Yeah. At this point, I already saw it in the theater two years ago. <laughs> well, I'll watch it. At yeah, home. fair enough. <laughs> That's a movie that I know I will like more when I just watch it at home, kind of casually. Yeah. And instead of paying a pretty high ticket price and being the only one sitting in the theater, just kind of going like, ha ha. <laughs> 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 that was fun. Oh, wait, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> just exhale out my nostrils a lot. I haven't even got to see a movie. It's 2020. I'm almost the yeah, end I'm the only of one January. in this room who's seen a January movie. I haven't. I've got... been catching up on the Oscars. Yeah. On the Oscars. But movies. you guys have got to go, and I haven't even had an opportunity to go <laughs> to the movie. I will be seeing The Gentleman Saturday, which I'm actually pretty I might, excited for. Really I might fun. see that this weekend. It looks like a pretty fun gangster comedy. It's. Yeah. I've been warming up to it as it's gotten closer. I'm like, all right. I, I was pretty like excited when Ritchie it was first announced. Movie. Yeah. I mean, they're. You know, he's yes, he's very hit, hit, or, hit or miss, but mm-hmm. this is very much his familiar. Yeah, his, do you yeah. think his they, playground? He took a paycheck movie with Aladdin, and he's like, okay, now that I got my paycheck, I can make the movie I want to oh, make. Oh, one hundred percent, gentlemen. Oh, absolutely. Probably. Like, and why would like, you? Why would you not make a paycheck movie? Find someone that'll let you make your movie. 
Yeah. I feel like it takes Perfect. a very specific type of like purist to be like, I will not make a Disney franchise movie. Like when the when it's offered to you, <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey, this movie is probably gonna make a billion dollars. Do you want to direct it's probably it? Probably so easy too. The yeah. most vanilla, like fun, playful script, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. So yeah, he probably took that. and He's like. Yeah. Well, unless if it's Star Wars, then maybe you'd be like, <laughs> well, if it's something like Star Wars, it's like this could ruin your life yeah. forever because people will never stop complaining about <sighs> thank, you. Thank God Ryan Johnson has Knives Out. Thank God. I, it's so good. I had this, it's just this tiny little conspiracy thought that made me laugh to myself. Um, because uh-huh. a lot of people <laughs> have talked about how, uh, in this Disney Star Wars era, you know, there's been tons of conflict you know kathleen has fired so many of the people yeah and brought in other people apparently she's really hard to deal with but um ryan johnson and the last jedi is known as being just totally smooth sailing right it's like they were it finished ahead of schedule everybody got along and it was fine and i like to think that ryan johnson was just like biting his tongue just you know he's such a sweet guy he's like the most polite guy you'll ever see in interviews and stuff so he was probably just you know, biting his tongue and nodding his head to Kathleen Kennedy. And then like, he oh, secretly, yeah. and then, like... And then, yeah, he still just did his own thing. Did because, his own thing. you know, as long as he doesn't bring it up to her. Right. When it gets time to release the movie, then it's like, oh, well, it's too late now. Do you think Colin Trevorrow secretly leaked his script so he could be like, <laughs> Probably. Oh, 100%. Because he, he is totally somebody who would do that. Yeah. He's totally somebody who would stand his ground and, like, challenge Kathleen That's Kennedy. That's probably why he got fired. Probably. She's like... Do you know who I am? Yeah. And then he Coach. gets asked. And he's like, do you know who I I've am? I'm the book of I've Henry. JJ on speed dial. <laughs> oh. You just wait. It's going to be a hit. Do you think he'd be like, yeah, your idea is dumb? Probably. No. She's like, JJ, get over here. No, it's not that many numbers. It's just a speed dial. It's just the one. It's under the J. And then JJ's just like, really? I didn't want to do this. She's like, like I, yeah, but Contravaro was being difficult. I yeah, hate like, endings. Okay, <laughs> Kathy. Okay, Kathy. And then he yeah. comes over and he half asses Rise of Skywalker. That's yeah. probably exactly what happened. Because he's more of a pushover, maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe when the mouse has a deadline, you kind of have to be like, all right, bite my tongue, just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, if you want that producer credit on this entire franchise, then you need to come <laughs> right now. I will take away. I will retroactively remove your name. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is. I think. I think we figured it out. I think we totally figured it out. <laughs> and now he's leaked a script. And yeah, as an act of revenge, horrible. He's like, I'll give it a little time for yeah. people to see it because I'm confident. I'll give it that, thirty days. He's like, oh. I'm confident that this movie that oh they God. went with is terrible. So Pretty much the Boyega thing. We're after oh. two weeks. He's yeah. like, he's just like, here we go on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Do you think that he seriously waited? It's almost exactly probably, thirty days. Probably he's. I think he was. He was confident that his version was better. Yeah, because it is. It is. He's like, I'll let the people see it for themselves. They'll realize that it's pretty bad, and then I'll sneak this out there, and I then they'll see that, and then I'll they'll all rally <laughs> behind me, and I'll feel like a. I'll feel like the hero of the, the hero that they deserve. should have had. Yeah. They wish they had had. And then they'll be like, please get Colin Trevorrow back for a future Star Wars movie. No, it's over. And he's like, no. If Kathleen stays, then no. But if she does end up getting fired, maybe uh, Feige will bring him back. I'm sure she'll step down. I'm sure she'll retire, (laughs) step back. Kind of like how Amy Pascal (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> stepped <laughs> back. Stepped away yeah. and went to just producing movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, Only so. Time will tell. Gentlemen. Going to be seeing that because that's coming out yeah, now. What, oh, we got Gentlemen and. Oh, there's the the turning, the turning, the Universal's yeah. scary movie. They pulled that back. So it didn't go as wide as they originally. No, it's getting thought. pretty. It's getting pretty beat by critics. I think. I don't think it's gonna do too much. No, it'll it'll. It's be always a gamble with those because horror is usually a pretty safe bet. You know, just because their budgets are so low and people go see them. Yeah, but as we saw with the Grudge. That totally didn't happen with that. Even for January. Uh-oh. This movie's kind of tracking to do the same as mm-hmm. that. Gretel and Hansel, I've heard, was not very good either. That's next week's. Oh, yeah. I might see that one, but I'm not expecting much. I don't know. I saw a TV commercial where it's like the old lady was like, Gretel, she knows that she's a psychic or something. I was like, I <laughs> no, I'm out. I, no. <laughs> I she wasn't very interested, but really I'm not. She really is. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> Skipping yeah. over January. Could this be a trend <laughs> moving forward? People are over horror just in the time when Morbius and Maybe the horror, dark superhero that things. that is so 2010s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it'll probably think, be a new thing. I don't know. I don't know if people are over horror. I, I think horror is starting to grow even more so because there's like the ones like the hereditaries and yeah, but that's a small pocket group yeah but i feel um, like they're trying their best to expand i feel like it's almost about to work because we've got a lot of horror there's fantasy island at um at valentine's day from sony yeah, yeah. i think that's gonna be bad no that's bloom house that's bloom house well so it, sony house was distributing it. oh yeah. okay even Universal is like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. You guys can. You can have this one. Yeah. What about the last full measure? Um, what oh is it, yeah. That Vietnam That's War super, super, movie? super limited. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That was also being pretty. And it's not tracking at all. It, pretty trashed no. by a lot yeah. of critics. Oh, no. is it really? Yeah. Oh, I thought I heard good things mm-hmm. one time, but maybe no, a couple but people, but but the majority is. I it's mean, not... it's like a. It's obviously a, a powerful true story. Yeah. But the way it's filmed, I've seen many people Doesn't point out that it feels like they just caught all of these big time actors like on their lunch break <laughs> from other movies. And like, hey, we have an empty on, room on the MCU. Can we just lots. have a quick? <laughs> can we just shoot a quick scene where you sit down and talk to Sebastian Stan? Like, it's a simple scene. You're just talking at a desk. Yeah. And then they just kind of did that and just pieced it together, and it's just like an awkward TV movie. Mm, gotcha. All right. So yeah, ignore that. that. Yeah. Um. No, and Sonic is tracking pretty high, and they think that it's going to open to maybe forty million. That's at Valentine's interesting. Day. Interesting. That'll be good. Uh, that'll be a pretty good opening for it, because I was expecting it to be like a thirty mil opening. I was expecting so, that to have already had its fifteen minutes of fame with the whole redesign, and people were like they finally did it. They changed him. Maybe but then they ex- were like never going to actually go maybe see it. Maybe everybody's anyway. excited for Jim Carrey. Maybe. Yeah. In a, in a role he was meant to play. Today, um, Paramount dropped like a song that's gonna be yeah. probably in the it's like end a bunch credits. Of it's like all these modern rappers, yeah. all these SoundCloud <laughs> rappers together, and it's weirdly funny and it's weirdly Did you watch good. The it video? Oh, I watched it many times. Is it about it's Sonic? amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be like the song that plays in the end credits. I guess that makes you know? sense. A lot of like SoundCloud rappers are on the younger side, but they're—I mean, I guess they're around our age, and they're probably. A lot of them probably oh, play I, the I'm Sonic sure. games. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll work on a Sonic I'm sure, song but it was just movie. this collection that's like, what is... <laughs> it was a little random. What is happening? Together. But they're making the references of gold rings, and they name you know Sonic characters. I'm like, all right, 
this isn't bad but it's just just look it up it's it's hilarious but weirdly good weirdly in gen z cred yeah yeah pretty much paramount dropped that today Forgot I to talk no about that. that <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to listen to it yet. Uh, I, I oh, didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's on our site actually. It's um, on Sonic's page in the movie database. You can look it up. But uh, oh, I probably it, just thought that was another TV spot or something. No, I think no, it's a it's, music video. Yeah, it's a music video. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll have to check it out. It's weird. I I think I don't think you'll like it that much, but I'm like giggling. <laughs> if it's the silly entire and time, on the joke, like, I'll, I'll probably like it. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, that's on there. So. Cool. Well, I don't I love that... rap music because I get frustrated when I can't understand what people are saying in songs. I'm so <laughs> old-fashioned. Well, such an old, an old man in the inside. <laughs> no, there are some times where even yeah. I'm like, I don't Yeah, but even if you know. can't fully understand, it still sounds cool. And then you go back and like, oh, now it's even better because now oh, I do like, know what they're saying. Like, what are you saying? I can't understand what you're saying. And then just I get frustrated. And enjoy Darn the ride. whippersnappers. I don't, I don't even like, it's not just rap. I don't like any song where I can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> I'm like, nope, that's annoying. That's annoying. Just I'd rather just listen to classical music. Just... <laughs> <laughs> that's real music. It's real. No. I do like a lot of different kinds of music, but I'm just such an old person. Okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> well, many parents will be thinking that when. Uh, the song's playing at the end of the movie. Because yeah. <laughs> that's definitely what it's going to be playing. Is, is it bad that I'm like, is that a real voice or is that just like synthesizer? <laughs> oh, no, I that's very possible. Tell anymore. Oh, no. I, I mean, AI produced music is on the rise. Is it, it? There's a lot of it out there. Back in my day, it was all real <laughs> voices. I bet and you it, can at least understand that. And I hated artists that if you listen to them live, they did not sound like their CD. But, ugh. That's. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back in my day. I thought we were the same age. Almost. <laughs> Clearly we're all the same age. Back in your days here. too. <laughs> I change with the times. Eric is the I one tried, that but the times are changing so quickly. <laughs> He's gotta be plugged in. Yeah. Speaking of plug, should I shameless plug on yeah. out of here? I thought your Sonic plug was excellent. Everybody should go check that music video out. Yeah, Not like only... I said, it's on SilverScreenInsider.com's right. movie data page. But Sounds helpful. What else page. can I find yeah. on Silver Screen Insider? So, huh? Yeah, like we don't always have just trailers, <laughs> but now music videos as well. That's so true. <laughs> music videos, reviews, articles, um, plus all the marketing information you'll need for upcoming movies, such as Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Out February 14th. Yes. All right. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Go see The Gentleman. Go see The Turning if you want. And I don't think that that bodes well for Ghostbusters if he can't pull off The Turning. Oh, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Bill Murray confirmed that he's back in the Ghostbusters and he said the script is very good. Uh, No, they're children (laughs) pretending to be men. I don't like it. They become men over the course of the movie. Well, they men and women aren't yeah. even allowed to drive now, and the, they're driving the. Oh, and that Finn old Wolfhard town probably has like a Lamborghini that he drives around L.A. Finn Wolfhard does. Yeah, probably. Well, no, he's yeah, rich. Probably. He's young. Yeah. He got that Stranger Things and id money. <laughs> <laughs> he can do what he wants. All that turning nephew money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, that's all we have. Okay. Go to the movies. Have a good weekend. Take care. Bye.